I'm Maddie. And I am Ryan. And this is a show called The Mutant Ages where we do stuff. (laughs) We do stuff like watch every adaptation of the X-Men and then talk about it. And this week we are talking about stolen super soldier serum. Except we're not talking about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We're talking about X-Men Evolution. And I seriously cannot believe the coincidence here. Back when we were young, we experienced a change. We felt a power grow in us, both wonderful and strange. The power to care about the X-Men and the Mutant Brotherhood. that a lot on this show but like no i I, watched this the same day as i watched the falcon and winter soldier finale and i was like okay now this is done gotta watch this for the podcast i was like wait this is the same fucking plot (laughs) i did it swapsies because saturday morning i watched the episode and then saturday night i watched the last three episodes of falcon and winter soldier and i was like what the fuck like is this whole (laughs) fucking day of my life about super soldier serum like what is happening i don't know it's like it was like literally this episode is about somebody stealing the super soldier serum and then like using it on somebody else and how we had to destroy it because super soldiers are bad. And like Magneto is kind of the Carly Morgenthau character in this. Which is funny because we were just we saying were that just Carly. We were just talking about that because we did a Patreon only episode, which people should subscribe to our Patreon if right. they would like to. We did a, a Falcon and Winter Soldier little mini spoiler cast, 20 minutes of us talking about the show and like talking about Carly's politics. Yes. And then this episode is about Magneto's politics and the soldier serum and whether you're a supremacist if you use the serum as well. Like, it is also about the exact same themes, which is like, what? It was like blowing my mind. It was blowing. I went into this being like, I'm not really going to pay that much attention because I know that this is a weird crazy episode but then i started watching it and but i was like then you had to because it's actually like super political and it's about the yeah. exact same stuff as falcon there's also like the entire captain america movie is also animated in here just as an aside yeah this episode like poses a really strange problem in which like captain america and logan do each other and also magneto yeah they all three knew each other which right. that kind of breaks this show honestly. It, it does and then also it resolves the issue that has been asked by our listeners on our show and has been a heavy conversation within the discord. So if you ever want to go to our discord for the mutant ages, you could do that by going to our website, the mutantages.com, and it's over on the right. And everybody's, mm-hmm. everybody has talked about the fact that Magneto is from this 1940s world war two, right? Right. Where he would need to be like, you know, 13 or something in the 1940s. But then it's 2002 and he looks like a gorgeous 50 year old silver fox. Yeah. And that's and then also how it would work in 2021. And this yep. sh- this show answers that question. Yes, it does. It actually does. And it also answers the question that you and I have had throughout this show, which is, is Magneto a Holocaust survivor on this show or not? Because up until this episode, they have not talked about that. 
at all for his character. This is the first episode where they mention that he even has this other marginalized identity. Okay, so this is one of those episodes that I never really like went back and rewatched for fun because I was like, the Wolverine stuff on the show is kind of boring. It's dumb. I love <laughs> and I love both Wolverine and Captain America and how they fuck. But yeah, which they do multiple they do times in this every episode. incarnation they do. But also sometimes it gets boring to watch, at least when I was a kid. But as an mm-hmm. adult, I'm like, wow, this is so gay. And also, it's what the fuck gay. is happening? Okay, so Okay, also this episode is not that great. I mean, we're making it sound like really deep politically and like exciting. Not, but like but... we found fun in it, and <laughs> we did. that's what we matters. Did. So previously on the X-Men is where we are now. So yeah. Wolverine in this whole season has not been around. And it's apparently because he's just been <laughs> riding around in the woods looking for Sabretooth, I guess. I don't know. He's not been in season two. He's missed classes, so Beast has had to pick them up because yep. Storm and Wolverine are not characters on this show. Storm is busy, Logan's busy, but they're not hanging out together. I don't, you know, it's really funny because Beast shows up. He's like, why aren't there any teachers here? So we've gotten all these fun stories with Beast that I have absolutely adored yes yes, but it's like where the fuck are these other characters and it's like apparently both storm and wolverine are too busy having meltdowns in the woods i don't know i know i know it's because they can't figure out how to work the adults into this show and like this episode is an is evidence of that more than anything else they shouldn't be adults that's why yeah i know they shouldn't be adults i completely agree So that's it that's all you need to know um (laughs) it doesn't i mean i guess you need to know that wolverine and sabertooth are stimulating each other's prostates on the side but yeah i mean that's sort of relevant but it's also not because this is the episode where we find out about logan's old flame steve rogers who we didn't previously know about we should also mention that magneto at the end of the last season had asteroid m or like 1.0 whatever the fuck that was and Mm -hmm. he supposedly died and then the first time we saw him was during the Christmas episode with Warren Angel's Wings yes and everyone's like how is he alive and we're gonna find out from this episode basically yes yes we are Um, and also like you know the kids are in the episode some of the X-Men are high schoolers. You, you listen to this show. You already know the premise yeah, know of this, Rogue right? Rogue and Nightcrawler are here. And that's all you need to know about. Gene makes an appearance. The stuff with Rogue and Nightcrawler in this era is actually pretty good. So, Loved it. Loved right. it. So let's start this off with Logan, who is, again, riding his bike in the middle of the woods. <laughs> I'm like, okay, this is a man who's riding his bike to a place in the woods. That's yeah. like a cruising place, basically. Like he's like, not going anywhere that I can tell. Like, it's not like he's on his way somewhere specific. He's just driving around. This reminds me of like all those like cruising places that you've mm-hmm. like. Like in Central Park is probably the most right, famous example. And like, but. Or, well, yeah, but like if you go further into the woods, like that stuff mm-hmm. happens. And he's just like, I'm going to go in here and get a blowy. I don't know. So, yeah. So he's driving through the countryside, but then it turns out someone's watching him. And unfortunately, it's not a sexy hookup. Yeah, it is a mysterious helicopter. And they give like a long range MRI to Logan, which I don't think is a thing. But regardless, <laughs> they see his adamantium skeleton and they're like, that's him. We got that's get him. our boy. And Logan, yeah, like, lit- OK, boy. he has to sniff. <laughs> and I know this is only because they animated this. So we do this was him sniffing, but he like is driving and has to take off his helmet to sniff. And I'm like, to sniff. And I was like, okay, I think this is just them indicating to us that he smells them, but I, that's crazy. Otherwise. Okay. But also he does this other absurd thing where he pops his claws while he's driving the bike and uses them as a mirror to see the helicopter overhead. Okay, I and know. I was like, I was like, uh, like, I guess that's one way to find out if somebody's following That answers you. my question as to why his hair looks like that though. If he's using his claws as a mirror, he's like, gonna do my hair. <laughs> like and it comes That's out like that point. 
Yeah. Yeah. I know. So anyway, um, Logan sees the helicopter overhead and he like veers off into the woods off the road uh, and then a yeah. bunch of Jeeps fly out of nowhere and they go after him. And there's like this chase scene, which I actually thought was pretty fun to watch. There's some fun animation here, even though it's a totally absurd chase scene. That's like very silly and over the top and trees are falling down. Cause Logan's like using his claws <laughs> to cut trees behind him, which he's also flying between giant rocks that the Jeep can't yeah. fit through. And like popping wheelies, which I was like, Logan, stop popping wheelies. You don't have time. <laughs> okay, but I love when he goes between the two giant rocks and the Jeep sees that they can't fit and they don't stop. Just they just anyway. crash into it and then the thing explodes. I was like, you guys could have hit the brake. Like, you know, know that you can't fit the Jeep between. Or like veer off when you see the rocks coming up. Like, what are you doing? I don't so know. Whatever. I mean, one of the Jeeps did figure that out and just went around them. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's so unnecessary, by the way, because what happens is that Logan gets to the cliffside, <laughs> jumps off his bike dramatically, which he doesn't so need to do. And then flings off his like helmet and everything and is like, raw, but like to no one. And then the helicopter like hovers up behind the cliffside and is like opening its door and it's like so dramatic okay nick fury walks out and it's like (laughs) okay so nick fury's now on this show by the way and logan goes like oh hey nick and i'm like why okay if you guys know each other (laughs) which they make it very clear that they do at the end when they're hanging out with like steve rogers sleeping beauty box you know i'm like why didn't he just call him what like this was so unnecessary yeah like nick fury could have just called logan on the phone and been like hey i need to talk to you about something important they're obviously friends (laughs) i was like what is this this i like why can't logan meet up with his old sexy hookups in a normal kind of way he because can't. again i felt like him and nick had some sort of chemistry here which again is from the comic books they kind of do and also like nick fury is like weirdly antagonistic at first where he's like hold it right there logan or should i say weapon x and it's like why don't you just say like hey logan what's up like why are you doing this i don't know so then the credits come in and then after the credits fury like continues to antagonize logan by being like actually you go by wolverine now don't you and it's like why are you making fun of him like what's happening i don't know it's like nick fury's also and then he's like also if you don't listen to me i'm gonna blow up your bike logan's like yes fine i guess i mean (laughs) maybe that's why he went through all this trouble is that maybe he had been calling logan and logan's just been hitting the ignore button i guess that's actually is kind of believable also logan doesn't know how to use a phone so that's probably the other reason why he couldn't call him oh my god would it be funny if this was just a big misunderstanding where nick's like why do you keep swiping left on my profile you know who i am (laughs) he's like i don't know what i'm doing he's like i don't remember you anymore and it's like logan (laughs) the amnesia thing isn't gonna work okay but that comes up in this later when xavier's like why do you remember these things and not other things and logan's like i gotta go <laughs> this episode's actually genuinely really funny it's really funny okay anyway, so the reason why nick fury's here is because he's like rebirth has been stolen and we don't know what that is yet but of course it's the super soldier serum which is going to be what this whole right. freaking episode is about and so logan grabs fury by the collar sexually he's like impossible rebirth was destroyed rogers and i made sure of it and then fury's like well we actually had this secret backup that we were holding on to and which is very shield. for some reason we're surprised that it got stolen and the person who stole <laughs> it has some kind powers. of magnetic powers. <laughs> yeah, it's like we sensed magnets nearby, so it was Magneto. Yeah, there were a bunch of magnets floating around. There were a bunch of paper clips, and Logan's like, "Oh, so it's Magneto? Fuck! <laughs> All right, cool." Yeah. Then we go to this great scene. That's I don't know where I'm going to say here because like there's parts of this that I love and other parts I don't. So Rogue and Nightcrawler are hanging out because they're siblings and they love amping that up on this show. And mm-hmm. conveniently, they're bitching about how they have learned how they have to learn about World War II. So yes. we know where this is going already. And then some dude who we've never seen in this TV show before and will never see again walks up into him. He's like, okay, 
He's looks like he's part of the Brotherhood, but he's not. It's just some well, other guy. He looks kind of like Captain America ish because he's wearing a shirt with a star on it and a red beanie, which I, I agree he was wearing that. But then he's wearing a ripped up black leather jacket over it, which yeah, was so like he's like evil Captain America kind of. But like, why? I don't know. And he's a, he's basically smashes into them. He's like, move all the way, bitch. And Rogue's like, I think the term you're looking for is part of me. And he's like. What did you say, skunkhead? And I actually love where Rogue's like, oh, you're going to push me around now? Please lay a finger on me. We'll see what happens, which is yeah, so Rogue. I liked it too. And then the guy kind of tries to go for it and Kurt grabs his wrist and is like, trust me, dude, you do not want to get involved with Rogue. <laughs> and then, so what was even the situation here? Like, how did this guy electrocute Kurt? He doesn't electrocute him. He grab. What happens is he grabs Kurt by the wrist, which is where his hollow watches oh, and he so. breaks it because he's hurting Kurt's wrist by crushing it so fucks okay. like he basically breaks the watch and so then Kurt turns him to his regular self and the guy's like what the fuck are you some kind of rat what the fuck is happening a rogue's like hey look who's talking like I'll fucking punch you in the face if you call my brother mm-hmm. anything else in a second yeah and then, and then Gene shows up and gives him the old Obi-Wan Kenobi and is like these aren't the droids you're looking for and just like brainwashes him Xavier style and the bully's <laughs> like uh, you're right. I don't want to look at these droids. Goodbye, everyone. Yeah, and, like, and then Gene's like, are you okay? And Kurt's like, yeah, growing up like this, I've heard it all before. And he just leaves. He teleports away. Sad. And it's like, honestly, really hard to watch that scene for Kurt because Rogue and Gene are like, fuck, like, that's yeah. fucking dark right there. I know. And I guess he just went home and was like, I need a new hollow watch because like it's Kurt and he can't be like himself in I public. Mean, he probably did what he does when Kirk gets sad in general where he goes and sits on the balcony or somewhere on top of the roof and just sulks until Wolverine finds him. So, mm-hmm. But Wolverine's not going to find him for a while because Wolverine's well, I guess, like in No, the in this show it would be Cyclops. That's usually his friend. But it's like it's like or Kitty or Rogue but whatever. But first we're going to quickly go over to Wolfsbane who's helping Multiple with his hot work. Okay, this scene does not need to be there. Wolfsbane also looks like a Disney wolf. She looks yeah. like Balto. Yeah, I said that last time we saw her and she still looks freaking adorable. Like she has big anime wolf eyes. I know. And like I don't know what the question was, but it had something to do with like discs and so she picks up a frisbee like a dog and she's like he's like thanks wolf spain i'm like why isn't she just helping him in not wolf form i don't understand and that's the last we see of that that whole little scene is just there for no reason it's irrelevant it's i don't know it's irrelevant. not like it's killing time because there's so much other shit in this episode that it doesn't really need to be there but because then it goes over to xavier looking for that great <laughs> slide where like xavier's <laughs> talking about this operation rebirth with logan and xavier's like wait a second there's super soldiers because in this world, we don't know this yet because this is happening pre like Avengers, you know, the movies. Yeah. Yeah. So like the whole super soldier thing happened in World War Two. Like Steve Rogers is still on ice, basically. Yes. So Xavier hasn't heard about any of this before. And again, this whole episode, like many other times on the show, I'm like, this is a great primer for introducing the X-Men into the MCU because this could be very well happening right before the Avengers film, the original one. Right. For all we mm-hmm. know. And Logan's like, oh, Xavier, by the way, there's super soldiers here. And Logan's like remembering his boyfriend about Steve Rogers. 
So this mm-hmm. is what. So first of all, Xavier's like, "Who? Who? Steve Rogers? What are you even saying?" And like, like yeah. so Logan's like, "Oh, quickly, let's like do a flash montage of an animated version of Captain America the movie." That's like what's yeah. happening right now. Although before they get there, Xavier does also bring up like the same thing that Baron Zemo basically does on Falcon and Winter Soldier, where he's like, "Creating super soldiers means you're trying to create a master race." And Logan is like, "No, no, no. The Nazis weren't doing this. Like the good guys were doing it." And Xavier is basically like, "What does that?" Well, well, everybody <laughs> always thinks they're doing the good thing when they're creating a super soldier, but usually they're actually not. Xavier is doing the same thing by training children in the superpowers and turning them into soldiers. Yeah, although at least he's not also putting them into like a weird Dragon Ball Z box that makes them go Super Saiyan, which is what Magneto does on this show. So I, I mean, I don't know, but the Xavier and Magneto are like nuts on Magneto this. Magneto is Mr. Sinister on this show, so it all tracks. He is, he is. Anyway, so anyway. Xavier's like, so did they ever actually use the serum on anyone? And Logan's like, yeah, my old flame Steve Rogers. And then we get the flashback <laughs> to Captain America, the movie. I mean, this and is like, like a really long time. And it's like, if there's a whole scene with Captain america like he fights a fighter plane that's trying to shoot down uh, somebody in the holocaust it's not i think it's supposed to be like a western soldier of some kind i had to like look up to figure out that this was even a german plane because i don't know military markings so i like didn't know that this was a german plane okay they're shooting bullets at steve classic style and steve doesn't do anything he just uses the sunlight to blind the guy and the guy just instantly blows up and i was like what is happening i was like what happened here you don't think he threw his shield i think he throws his shield at the plane oh no you're right he, he blinds the guy and then throws the shield i i guess i just was busy writing down my notes and i didn't really see that but that makes more sense so then mm-hmm. we see that scene and then that's the end of that and xavier goes it sounds like you two fucked and logan's like we did and then it cuts <laughs> to another flashback where Captain America is, I, I don't know, he's bringing the wounded soldier to, to a camp. To a camp, and there's like a Canadian flag on the side of the truck, and right. then I think it's actually Logan. No, who it is meets, Logan. It's but Logan. the version of flashback Logan looks completely different to the point where I'm like, is that even Logan? It's him, like, he just shaved, that's all. He shaved, but he also looks taller. Like, he doesn't look as like short and gangly as Logan normally looks on this show. He's like tall and muscular. Yeah, but to, are you sure? Like, he's also on a platform above Captain America, so it's kind of hard to tell like I how... guess that's true. I don't know, he just looks different. I thought it was weird. I thought it was weird too, but then it cuts back to Xavier and goes, wait, what the fuck? I thought you had amnesia. Why can you remember this? And Logan's like, uh, uh, everything's kind of fuzzy now. I'm not really sure. And Xavier's like, wait, is Steve Rogers Captain America? And Logan's like, no, he's dead. And now Magneto has him. And I was like, nice diversion, Logan, to prove that you don't really have amnesia, but fun, fun. Yeah. Typical. It's and again, it has to do with a boyfriend. Logan's like, I once had a boyfriend. Uh oh, can't remember anything. And it's like mm-hmm. okay dokie yeah i mean logan also reveals that there was something wrong with the super soldier serum he's very vague about yeah, what this it is was not but he's comics. just like it's bad and i can't <laughs> explain why and xavier's like oh my god okay yeah fine. Xavier, this is the last oh wait no it's not the last we have with xavier because first rogan Kurt are walking through the hall upstairs in the mansion and all the lights flicker like it's a fucking haunted house and mm-hmm. like rogan Kurt are like Cerebro's at full power. So they run down to Cerebro and Logan is watching Xavier use Cerebro. And this is actually an interesting line where Logan's like, wow, there's a lot of queer people all over the world, turns out. And Xavier's like, yeah, they can't really hide anymore. And like, or (laughs) well, no, Logan says there's no way we can hide all these queer people since there's so many of them. And Xavier's Mm -hmm. like, I think that's what Magneto is hoping for, which again, 
perfect for the MCU. This is a great setup. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then Rogue just screams in the background. Yeah, like <laughs> for they're talking about Magneto and Xavier's basically like, I can't keep up with where Magneto is because he keeps pace with Cerebro's enhancements in terms of his cloaking technology because yeah. like he doesn't want me to stalk him constantly for some reason. And then like Rogue <laughs> just in the background is like, uh, <laughs> and they're like, um, okay. So first of all, Logan says, hey, Rogue. And Rogue's like, you all can invite a guy like me in here, you know. And Logan's like, what the fuck are you even doing out here? Yeah. And so like Kurt and Rogue saunter in and they're like, yeah, we were eavesdropping on all of this stuff. And yeah. um, Rogue tells this story where she's like, remember when I touched old Buckethead in New York? I got a dose of memories. They're kind of confused. But one's like this big metal dome half buried in the rocks. It's in the Sahara Desert. And Logan is just like, well, that narrows it down. And he's like really annoyed that she doesn't have a specific like yeah. GPS location of this secret base that Magneto has. Right. And that's basically how Rogue gets away with coming along on the mission is by being like, I could recognize landmarks, so that's yes. why I'm going to go. Yeah. And also, when they get there, they're going to need to be able to get inside the big metal dome. So that's why Kurt gets to go because he's going to teleport them inside. And he's like so amped about going. It's really, really cute. He gets onto the helicopter like he's never done a mission before. I don't know what that was about. Kurt's like, he's like, oh, yeah, what a team. Yeah. And, OK. Oh, my God. This scene is when Kurt's like, we're a team. Are you excited to do this? And Rogue's like, yeah, a team of two. A team of two, a team of two, a team and of two. And then it echoes in a Logan's head like 6,000 yeah, like, times like, and it oh, turns no. into it was like... like that, it was that episode with Cyclops in the fucking desert where he kept on remembering things and so it would echo into his head like a thousand times and then it goes to this general that's zooming in closely on Logan's face and it's like, a team of two, a team of two, a team of two, a team of two. I was like <laughs> screaming laughing. I was like, really? By the way, we're already like halfway through the episode. It is not I long. I know. I know. So then the lieutenant or general whatever turns to Captain Logan and he's like, the team of two is the two of you. And then he like starts rapping. Just kidding. Anyway, he's like, Cap, I think you met Logan. He's with Canadian Special Forces. From what I hear, he's almost as tough as you, which means you guys should hook up. And then <laughs> they explain that Logan and Cap are going to liberate a POW camp in Poland. But like... It's a concentration camp when they get there. It's not just a regular prisoner of war camp. I don't know why they don't say it's a concentration camp, but whatever. Sure. Fine. Yeah. So then he's like, for the safety of the prisoners, we have to do it fast. And Logan's like, how fast is fast? And the lieutenant is like, put it this way. You don't get parachutes, which I think that means they have to leap out of the plane onto the ground, which is like That is crazy. what happens. Because they, they, it shows them... It shows a helicopter. I don't know. First of all, it shows a helicopter. Well, it's a fighter plane. Oh, that's right. It's a fighter plane. It comes in and knocks out their watchtower. And while it's knocking out the watchtower and there's gunfire everywhere, Logan and Captain America literally jump out and land through the roof of this camp. They go straight through it. There's all these little cabins and like a bunch of Nazis are running away and like getting grenades and stuff. Yeah, there's there's trumpets being played on like Maddie's keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> There's a bunch of synthesized trumpets. There's Nazis everywhere. The animation right here was also like awful. I don't know what happened here. I was like, why is the budget on this one scene $2? What's going on? And then the kid, <laughs> there's, okay, so like they grab everybody. They're like, we all gotta get out of here. And so Captain America runs out. He grabs one kid who's gonna be important because the kid's gonna turn out to be Magneto. Yeah, and it's like only one child because everybody else can run except for Magneto as we're about to find out because like Magneto's like oh there's missiles coming and he's like and I'm like okay what what is happening because now I'm just extra confused it's like 
they couldn't do World War Two without without putting Magneto there, basically. I guess, but I don't actually think it helps them to have him here. And then they get out of there. Like, they go, like, right outside of the gate, and I guess it's like a video game almost. Like, they leave the concentration camp, and right on the other side, there's, like, a truck there, and everybody's just instantly safe. It's like a save point. So, like, the characters can't go... The villains can't go past the gate because you're in a room with a typewriter now. A cutscene? Yeah. And so... And they're like putting this kid on the bus or whatever. And Logan's like, what's your name? And Maggie is like, Eric Lencher. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for saving us. Yeah, Thank you for saving us. I was like, oh this my was God. around when I started Googling stuff. If you want to hear a little bit of Magneto history here. So yeah. Okay. Um, so I actually don't think Magneto's escape from the Holocaust was canonized in the comic books until the Magneto Testament comic books, which came out in 2008. So that would have been years after this episode aired. Okay. But, so that is part of why when I was looking for this, I actually found like a Quora, like, you know, that website Quora where yeah, people yeah, yeah, ask yeah. questions. Right. I found one where somebody was like, did Captain America and Wolverine save Magneto from the Holocaust or not? And like people were like, what? No, of course he didn't. And I was like, I feel for this Cora person because I bet they watched this show and they were like citing the show in their head, but it's not in the comics anywhere. But right. when this show came out, Magneto's escape from the Holocaust, I don't think had actually been decided on yet. It was just like sort of assumed that he survived the Holocaust since he was a mutant and everything. Right. But it wasn't specified how. Also, Magneto wasn't originally Jewish. He became Jewish in 1981 when Chris Claremont like decided to give him that backstory and he put him specifically uh, in Auschwitz as like the concentration camp he was in. Yes. The USA didn't liberate Auschwitz, though. They liberated some other concentration camps. The Soviets liberated Auschwitz specifically. So that's so the this ending isn't even of this right. episode where the U.S. shows up and they liberate this concentration camp isn't accurate if it's supposed to be Auschwitz, which I don't know if it is. But also, it doesn't really matter because in the comics, Magneto escaped Auschwitz during an actual real life historical revolt that happened in 1944. So like... They just added him into that like right. historical event. And they were like, let's just say Magneto escaped during that time period. Also, there was a different comic book in 2005 that was written about Wolverine being held at a Polish detention camp called Sobibor. And I was like wondering if that comic book was also inspired by this episode. I have no proof of that or anything, but I'm like just kind of curious because I know they like put Wolverine in World War II randomly in some comics and like that's one of them so yeah I mean I he, they do that a lot because they like the crossover between Logan and Captain America there yeah and they're also like I mean it's X-Men comics and some writers are very into Holocaust imagery sometimes okay but also Wolverine has supposedly fought in every major war yep. like every because he's also in the Vietnam War right so he's in whatever writers want him to have been in he's fought there oh and the last little thing <laughs> is Magneto's real name is supposed to be Max Eisen Heart, and he didn't take on the Eric Lencher name until later on when he was hiding from the police. So it's kind of weird that they name him Eric Lencher in this show, but I think they did that because that was his name in the live action movies. So they thought that'd be easier uh, for right, people to understand. Right, but also, didn't he have like a third? Doesn't he have a? Yeah, he goes by Magnus, right? He goes by Magnus too. Um, but yeah, he goes by Eric for a little while. I mean, it's all like decades and decades of comic books. <laughs> I, I mean, I, at this point in the comic books, he is Eric Lencher. I think that is his canonical name, but I don't know. Like, we we did a spotlight on this, and where I think he changed changed it or something i, I don't mm -hmm. i do not remember that was literally episode three of the mutant ages four years ago i know so right? you can go back and listen to enter magneto <laughs> it's there <laughs> yeah i feel like part of the issue with this is that the version of magneto's life where he escaped during the 1944 revolt at auschwitz like 
that was written in like 2008 as opposed oh, yeah. to like 1970 or whatever. Like, it's like we're talking about decades and decades of history where his life was written out of order. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you don't even know how to think about this character as like one linear story. It's more yes. just like yeah. a collage of different people being like, at this point in Magneto's life, this happened. But if you actually put it all in a row, you'd be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, it wouldn't really make any sense. But anyway, no, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. So. In this show's world, Magneto was at an unknown concentration camp in Poland that was liberated by the Americans, including Captain America and also Logan. I love that you did a history lesson on this because you're like, what the fuck? Well, because I was curious and I was like, if Logan knew Magneto back then, doesn't that change everything about their history? So, like, that can't be in the comic books. I mean, it does, especially on this, because yeah. I guess we, I guess we should just do this scene now, because it's pretty much where the episode ends is them going into this place where Magneto is, right? Mm-hmm. Although first, Kurt has to interrupt Logan's like lengthy PTSD, like reverie about <laughs> Magneto, and be like, "Hey, Commander, clarify the operation particulars." And Logan like shakes off his dreamlike state right. for like ten minutes, and he's like, "What the fuck are you saying?" And Rogue is like, <laughs> "He wants to know why Magneto wants the Super Soldier Serum." And then Logan's like, "Oh, well, my ex used it in World <laughs> War II." So that's probably why Magneto wants it so bad. And like, for some reason, Rogue and Kurt don't question that. And they're not like, World War II, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, they just don't. They're, well, they're like, oh, good. We were just learning about this in class. We know all about it, sort of. We're not really studying, mm-hmm. though. And Kurt is like, so if Rebirth made such great heroes, why was Captain America the only one? And Logan right. goes, because greatness ain't supposed to come that easy, elf. There was a price to pay. And then we get another flashback. Right. This is like a whole nother situation where the super soldier serum was poisoning steve rogers right yes yes which also kind of reminded me of falcon and the winter soldier with like isaiah's plot line where he described all the other people who were tested on right um with the serum and like how they all died except for him and then like that was how they figured out which serum worked the best so they could give it to steve and like in this version steve was also dying so like presumably multiple people got the serum in this world and they all died right so we're not talking about how they blow up the machine yet, though, because before we go into that flashback, they land the helicopter that they're in and we mm-hmm. get this like really weird lawn shot of Rogue's ass. I was like, why is this? Here? I know it's like because she's putting the bomb on her belt because there's a bomb because they're going to blow up uh, the rebirth. Yeah, serum. you're right. But I was like, they could have animated this in any other kind of way. It's stupid. Then they get onto these little ATVs. But they're called XTVs. How could you forget that? Oh, my God. X-TVs. I didn't even catch that. Of course they are. Of course they're XTVs. And so then they're getting on the bikes a rogue's like uh wait so what happened to the machine what's happening and logan has another flashback where he's like operation rebirth was stopped by captain america and dot 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 another guy and it's the <laughs> other guy turns out to be logan who just walks on screen and it was like okay this is so it really feels like Logan is trying to cover up that he and Steve were in a relationship at this point. Like that's what I it know. feels like to me. But it shows them blowing up the machine. Okay, so yeah, Steve and Logan blow up the machine together and all the super soldier serum and because they're trying to destroy it. But also Steve keeps dramatically fainting in Logan's Which, arms. Again. Like repeatedly. <laughs> okay. But this reminds me of the scene in Falcon and Winter Soldier when Zemo and Bucky and Sam are meeting the scientist who creates the super soldier serum soldier. And Zemo blows it up. Yeah. I was yeah. like, okay, this is this again, except this time it's got Logan and Captain America slowly making out in front of the explosion. Yeah. Then Logan <laughs> then comes back. Then we go back, back to present day and Logan's like, 
<laughs> there's a backup and now Magneto has it. So yeah. we have to destroy it, basically. Don't drop that bomb. And Rogue's like, and with that motivational speech, Kurt's like, let's rock and ride. It's like, okay. Because Kurt is like seeing this entire mission as a joke for some reason. Is just like screaming excitedly while they're riding the XTVs. I mean, Rogue, Rogue is not. Rogue keeps on questioning everything, every step of the way. She's just like being like, Logan, what the fuck are you saying yeah. now? She doesn't really get an answer, though, at any point. I know. And they're like, she's like, I wonder how long before spotted. And then instantly there's missiles attacking them. And I'm just like watching this and I'm like, they're on ATVs with missiles flying around. I'm like, I want to play this video game. I know. And then they like jump over this hill and like get this sick air on their on their ATVs over the hill. Yeah, that's, what I wa- that's what I was like. This is fucking awesome. And then so they're flying through the air and they all have to grab hands so that Kurt can like teleport them inside the metal dome and like somehow it works except that once they teleport like rogue and kurt smash into each other doesn't he need to see where he's going i don't oh i guess i guess maybe if somebody imprinted rogue's memories of the place into kurt's head i don't know yeah they don't really bother to explain that part like does he know what the inside of it looks like or is he just teleporting blind Who i don't knows? know they, they, they get inside and rogue goes yeah that was smooth and then logan starts <laughs> growling he's like somebody's already here and then <laughs> who else other than Sabretooth leaps out of the shadows and Logan's like oh fuck we need to fuck right now and then they like immediately start rolling around on the ground and they're groaning and moaning and Sabretooth is on top of Logan it's the classic like gotta fuck right now a rogue says like okay I guess we're doing the mission now like yeah. what Logan and basically then, just leaves the children behind to fuck Sabretooth for does, a while and he's like does. deal with that I guess and so because he's like, Logan's like I gotta in. get laid right in this instant and then Sabretooth says you're no match for me uh, Logan word for word this is not a Ryan Pagella doing a funny joke version of the conversation <laughs> Logan then says yeah well I've been working out can you tell bub and I was like <laughs> Why is he asking this unless he wants Sabretooth to check him out? Like, like, I don't know. I did also like, I I was like, what do you mean he's been working out? It's fucking Wolverine. He fights all the time. That's all these two characters do. It's not like he like spends hours at the gym lifting weights. Like we already know you're in good shape, dude. You have a healing factor and you don't stop fighting. Also like Sabretooth is also constantly working out and also they're working out together arguably because they're constantly fighting every single day. <laughs> like seemingly they meet up just daily and they're fucking every day and fighting every day. They are like gay wrestlers who just get in the ring, they wrestle until their clothes fall off and then they bone. They're basically porn. Yeah. Anyway. So in the background, Kurt yeah. and Rogue are running into this mysterious chamber where they're supposed to destroy uh, both the super soldier serum and also the machine that administers it. Um, and then there's this a uh, couple huge metal beams that fly out of nowhere and like pin them to the wall because Magneto's somewhere in the room. But where? Yeah, we are like, wow, wow, wow. Or like, oh, Magneto's here. Where are you, Magneto? And so then Rogue is basically like, Kurt, you can teleport out of this. So why are you just stuck to the wall right now? And Kurt is like, oh, yeah. And he like bamps away <laughs> and like grabs the uh, stopwatch bomb thing from Rogue and he sticks it on the control panel for the whole operation here and right. he's like about to set it off and he sees that there's somebody inside the tube who's about to like get the serum and, yeah, and he's like them. Voss is dot and we're like <laughs> okay well it turns yeah. out to be Magneto's inside the super serum 
there's a super soldier like thing. Shit. He yeah. looks geriatric suddenly. He's like mad old suddenly. And Kurt yeah. is like Magneto. And Magneto's like, this chamber's going to save <laughs> my life. And then there's like a quick cut to Logan and Sabretooth, like triple X fucking in the other room. And then it goes back to Kurt. <laughs> then it goes back and Kurt's like, but isn't this machine dangerous? And Magneto's like, no, not to our kind. It helps <laughs> us. Don't blow this up. Or are you that much like your mother and i was yeah. like wow dark yeah and rogue's like fucking don't listen to this shit i've already been dealing with this for how long now just like yeah. blow the shit up and kurt doesn't because kurt actually you know how kurt is he yeah he doesn't want to kill somebody i mean i think he takes magneto at face value which he should because i magneto's actually not lying like this is the machine that he's been using to stay alive no, and also like magneto like needs this to live and logan logan like ruins this honestly logan makes the wrong call here but I know, whatever he does so logan is like screaming from the other room that <laughs> kurt needs to set off the bomb and like logan's not even in the room he can't see what's going on he can't hear magneto he's just screaming like do it and like not helping at all which is irritating <laughs> but then it's already too late because kurt is basically like refusing to set off the bomb and then the chamber does its thing it lights up angelic music plays magneto turns back into his silver foxy self and then he removes the beam from rogue who falls to the ground right and then logan smashes in there and is like oh i'm gonna kill you and he like rips open the chamber grabs magneto and like tries to run out of there oh and logan turns on the bomb as they're leaving i was like what are you even doing you're saving magneto but also you're because well, like he wasn't paying attention like he logan was too busy fucking saber tooth to like listen to magneto's explanation <laughs> and actually be like oh this is how this works yeah, like right. you're actually using this for a logical reason and also like it's interesting to know that mutants can use this serum and like it's basically just a life extension yeah, device it's really, I don't know, it's crazy that this happens. And so that blows up, and then Magneto's like, fuck you, Logan. So Magneto <laughs> creates an actual Transformer. Okay, this is really funny, by the way. Yeah. Because there's no reason for Magneto to do this other than Magneto's having a temper tantrum about what just happened. And like almost immediately afterwards he's like never mind i was doing that to fuck with you but before he does it he creates this huge spider transformer out of all the metal beams simply to show that he's more powerful than the x-men basically and like there's this like mini fight scene where the spider is like fucking owning everybody it's like okay it's not even a fight scene it's just like the spider immediately pins everyone to the wall and then he just lets everyone go he goes it seems I have you at my mercy. However, you spared my life and I will spare yours. There was a small boy in Poland who owes you that much. And Rogue's like, what the fuck? And Logan goes, I can't explain any of this right now. And I was like, okay. Like, basically, yeah, Logan's like, it's a really long story and I don't have time to explain it. And Kurt is like, honestly, you do have time because the mission's over and we're not doing anything else right now. And Logan's like, I am. Like, also, you ruined Magneto's machine. Magneto just, like, floats away. He's like, fuck these guys. He's like, this is why I hate the X-Men. They don't listen and they just ruin everything. Yeah, like, there like, really isn't a reason for them to ruin this machine other than to want to kill Magneto. I don't know. Magneto's like, I'm done. I'm done with this shit. It was so annoying. And so then Kurt's like, can you explain this? And Logan's like, I can't because I have to go visit an old friend. But I'm like, but you could, though, because you have to fly the kids back to the X-Mansion, then fly yeah, so to wherever Nick Fury is. Like, I don't even know. So then, then it cuts to Logan visiting Captain America, who's in a Sleeping Beauty box. Yes, he's Snow White box. Yeah. He's Snow White. There's no seven dwarves, although Logan is short. So I guess, you know, maybe there's one. We've got Grumpy. Grumpy's here. And Logan's mm -hmm. like, it's been a long time, Cap, but I'm still fighting the good fight. Today, we had a victory for you, my love. You gotta know, 
we'll find that cure. I promise you that. Puts his hand on on Captain America's like chest and face and is like crying on and he's like, this. And he goes, you and me, you and me, you and me. We made a great team. He does say you and me 60 times. That is he not does say he goes, he's an like, exaggeration. Yeah, I'll be here for you when you get out. And I was like, this is gay. This is it's literally Logan being like, I'm waiting for you to wake up so we can be together again. And then Nick Fury walks in and Nick Fury's like, dude, you've been here for like 12 hours. Can you please leave? Because I have other shit to do today. And Logan like sadly turns away and Fury's like, also remember you were never here because this is really fucking gay and it's only 2002 <laughs> and I don't think people are going to be okay with finding out that Captain America was gay. Maybe in another 20 years, but probably not even then. And Logan's like, yeah, <laughs> I know the routine. And then they walk out together and that's the end of the episode. Okay. But that ending was blatantly Logan and admitting that he and Steve were in a relationship, but it was like, even in the language they used there where he's like, I'm still fighting the good fight. And it's like, okay, but you're not fighting World War II anymore. You're just fighting for queer rights now, which is what you and Steve wanted. And he's like, today we had a victory. And I was like, I don't really know if that I would count that, Logan, but whatever. It's interesting, though, because even in World War II, fighting the good fight literally included fighting for queer rights because like gay people were held in concentration camps. Lots of marginalized people were held there. Like the master race shit was like racism, sexism, transphobia, like queer phobia of all kinds, like all that stuff was against Nazi values and Logan is still fighting the Nazis today and bigots right. today. Yep. Like that's still the fight that he's fighting in a very literal way. Okay. But Magneto was doing that, but Logan yeah. here was actually making it worse. That's <laughs> what know. I'm saying. Like, he's like, today we had a victory. I'm like, no, you didn't. You actually made things worse for Magneto. Dumbass. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, he really did. And it's weird. I don't know how to feel about that part of it because I'm like, well, according to this right. show, Magneto is like, an asshole but in this episode he's kind of not no he's not he's just a holocaust survivor and he's also like i'm trying to stay alive this this is the first time magneto was like even remotely like magneto on this show and he's he's like not using the super soldier serum on anybody else either he's just using it on himself right right and he's okay and what's interesting is that captain america is really sick from so the super soldier serum, which I guess could be Logan's cum. I don't really know. Like there's like <laughs> yeah. there's like this weird AIDS metaphor also going on there where he's like looking at his partner who's dying from some sort of like mysterious disease mm-hmm. and he's like And he's like, I don't want this to happen to anybody else. So like nobody else is allowed to be gay. And it's like, what are you doing, Logan? Like time. I have mean, changed. like it's a sad story. <laughs> it's a sad story. It's like and it just even like him saying you and me, you and me, you and me, you and me, we made a great team. I was like, okay, what you mean is that you guys were like a good team as in like partners in the relationship? Like, that's what I'm getting here. It's, yeah, it was gay. It was very gay. I mean, and this is so Logan too, just crying over like his ex-boyfriend or ex-girlfriend's gravestone mm-hmm. or whatever. Who's like stuck in a box or a gravestone I mean, all, or okay, whatever also, it may be. Every single person that Logan has had a serious relationship with and is traumatized by, like, I don't know, Steve... Lady Deathstrike, which is not real, but in this, in the other show, it was uh, Mariko, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, Silver Fox, Sabretooth. They're all characters that he like thinks are dead. They come back in the later like we didn't die, dude. You just left and abandoned us, and now we want to yeah. kill you. Like, I mean, it doesn't fare well for Logan that like all of his exes want to kill him because he met <laughs> mysteriously forgets them and just like is like uh bye anyway. 
So that's it. <laughs> so let's rate the episode or try to, I guess. This is a hard one to rate because I enjoyed it so much, but it's not good. Okay, like, so it's like, okay, the episode itself is like a two out of five because it makes no fucking sense. But in terms yeah. of our enjoyability on it, it's like a four out of five. I guess that averages out to a three. Like, I don't know. Like, it's a two out of five, but like one extra point for the fact that it's funny. And I don't think it's a skip. Like, I do think it's really fun to watch. Okay, but I don't, here's the thing is that like, I don't think it's intentionally funny. It's an, funny to us as fans of the x-men and captain america and also like being queer but like i don't know if like it would be funny to a casual viewer that's like what the fuck is this even to us we're just like what the fuck is happening because we know these characters so well and it's just absolutely bonkers and the way they pose it is really funny like and again it's like it's it's like that episode with cyclops in the desert where they're like we have this dark storyline we're going to tell we have a bunch of mutants that are like being prisoners in the middle of the desert i mean you're talking about the x-men tas episode by the way like yeah, that's I, not an I episode am. from this show for the listeners who only just hopped on board for evolution well there's a there's a different cyclops episode in this show where he also winds up in the desert like this is oh. a recurring theme for cyclops <laughs> oh my god so we haven't even gotten to that yet i thought no. you were talking about the tas episode where he drives around oh, that's, and that's like, what i'm talking about because he in that he keeps on having these memories where it's like really goofy but there's all this like weird dark shit happening in the episode like with an uprising and like these queer characters that are like evil and also good and then like cyclops like going to westworld to get a blowjob i mean like all that's all happening in that and mm-hmm. then it would cut between him and having these memories where it'd be like icicle man icicle man <laughs> icicle man like i don't know it's really funny that that's how they do this because it's a really dumbed down retelling of world war ii for children in this episode so like it is and it's very focused on the united states saving the day which is like okay like they were not the only country there the united states was not the only country involved with this i mean it was literally called world war so like there were several countries involved yeah with this. yeah but it, because it's an episode that's like about america or at least north america because you know there's also logan with the canadian special forces or whatever right right it's, it's very focused on that type of story and i feel like there was also this suggestion here that like there was something wrong with magneto for not being grateful enough that logan saved him or something and like the episode isn't deep enough that it really goes into that but but, like this episode doesn't make any sense with that either though like what the fuck does that even mean i know and so like why include it at all like it's it feels really weird it's probably like one of the more politically confused episodes of this show that we've seen in part because it's trying to navigate something that's too complicated for this show this show does really good with like the metaphors of actual politics but then when they actually are straight up like this is a politic that happened historically it doesn't do as well you know and it's also like this is a this is an episode that's about adult problems in a lot of ways like <laughs> it's it's about like soldiers and shit right. like that and governments and and world events as opposed to like teenagers in high school and that's part of why it's so awkward because it just doesn't really make any sense also like the whole scene with the bully like what even was that like why was that in the episode i mean i don't know why because it's i mean like does it turn out again this is like one of those situations where i feel like if the episodes we had watched them in order like the correct order this is supposed to be before walk on the wild side before shadow dance like so this is like this would have been the first time that they an incident that would have happened that was out of their control of people discovering they were mutants was here. Like this would have been the first one, you know? Yeah. I was just trying to figure out like, why is the bully dressed like a, 
punk Captain America, though? Like, is that supposed to be some type of commentary about anything? No, we're never gonna, we are never going to see this character again. I don't know who the I know. fuck he it's was. It's just like, it feels really weird. It feels like a first draft, but then they animated it. So that's, <laughs> I feel like that's they were what like, the episode was. No, I kind of feel like this is one of those things when they do a TV show or a cartoon about something, and they're like, Captain America is going to make an appearance in this episode, so we're just going to randomly, like, put his merch all over the place, you know? I, I guess, yeah. But we have to talk about who's gay really quick, though. The X-Men are a Okay, really quick, the whole episode was gay. Okay, it's obviously <laughs> Logan and Captain America, like they're top tier in this, like really top tier in a way that okay, I don't. But also, Logan and Sabretooth, though. Uh, well, yeah, like... I know that. Uh, I'm I'm aware that they fucked right in front of Magneto <laughs> for like three hours. I don't know what. I don't know why that happened. I mean, it was like Logan trying to get his grief about Captain America out, like you know, beating up slash making love to his frenemy. I mean, it, it helps. I, I definitely in real life when I am feeling sexually frustrated, it helps for me to go like wrestle with my friends. Actually, the entire clothes just happen to fall off, and then you know, yeah, I mean, somebody, we've all been there. We've all done that. Yeah, yeah right? of course. Yeah, that's that's, that's, like, totally that's how normal. it works. Also, shout out to Nick and Steve. Nick and Steve. Well, Nick and Logan, who are obviously ex lovers. Also, mm-hmm. I don't. It's like it's like everything in this episode was gay, and it all centered around Logan. And I, I don't know if I can even go further into why at this point because I just said it for the ending of this episode. So I just repeat what I said about like Logan and Steve being in a secret gay relationship in the 1940s. But it's literally true though. Like it's, I, I mean the metaphors in this episode aren't even really that strong. It's just literally feels like Steve and Logan were in a relationship together and like that happened. Okay. But you know, it's actually really sad though. If like he's actually, if Steve's actually still white in this and like it was, Logan is grumpy and he's in love with Steve. Steve wakes up because like, Peggy Carter shows up and like kisses him on the lips and Peggy's like actually Prince Charming, Mm -hmm. you know? And then like Steve ends up with her in like this, you know, classic heterosexual relationship again. And Logan is just in the background. Like, well, I guess what we had wasn't that important. I mean, that's that's how that would go. Although at least in Snow White, the seven dwarves had like each other to bone. So there's that. (laughs) I like this idea that Steve is a Disney princess. Steve is a beautiful princess and Logan is sadly not Prince Charming. He's like just kind of stuck in the background. This reminds me of that time that like Katie's uh, little cousin finished watching Avengers and she goes, I don't understand why Captain America isn't gay. Yeah. And I, I, like that was her, her takeaway for the movie is like, that's a fair point. Yeah. I, I don't mean, know. He kind of is gay. I feel like Bucky is sort of like the poor man's Wolverine in a lot of ways because he's the one who's like waiting around for Steve to wake up or come back or whatever. Okay. But there's like a lot of men waiting around for Steve to wake up though. It turns out like it's Nick and Logan and Bucky and Sam. And it's like, Tony sometimes Mm -hmm. it's like wow Steve has a lot of ex-boyfriends who he's left for Peggy Carter apparently and that's something you can do this is just a total aside from Logan but even in the comic books Steve Rogers to me seems like a gay man because like every (laughs) single time they pair him with a woman a woman it's weird like it like yeah I I get that he's a gentleman and I'm I'm there for that that's cool but like previous to the mcu there wasn't like an iconic captain america love story that people talked about it was just like oh now that we have peggy carter in the mcu we want to see that happen 
I guess, mm-hmm. except most people still wanted him to wind up with Bucky, you know? <laughs> I know. I do know. I, it's very weird. It's like, it's, and I, I'm sure Chris Evans would have been all for it. I think, I think he would, I think if he had it his way, he would probably make Steve Rogers be gay to be, to be yeah, honest. I don't think there's any way that would have ever happened though, because like the whole Steve and Bucky thing, well, no, cause it's owned by Disney. So there's that. I know. I know. I mean, it was a huge part of the movie fandom for a very long time, Stucky fandom and yeah. the actors would like joke around about it and stuff. And it, there was no way it was ever going to happen. I know. I know. It's just, it's like Steve Rogers has never, he has never seemed like a straight character to me where you could argue that Tony Stark, I think Tony Stark's bisexual. But like, at least I feel like he's fucking women. <laughs> he yeah, like, he's I, attracted to the women that he's hitting on. He doesn't seem like he's just awkwardly faking it to fit in. Right. But, Which has always been yeah. Steve Rogers deal. So that's why I'm like in this episode, I'm like, okay, this is gay. Logan's obviously gay for Steve, but Logan, Logan's pansexual. He's just like, he's like, whoever I love, who, like that's the person I want to bone. It's like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. It's also funny to imagine Logan like claiming that he's going to wait for somebody to wake up when it's Logan and you know he isn't capable of actually doing that. Like he he is hooking up with other people. Like don't make those promises at Steve's Snow I don't know. White bedside. In this episode before he goes over to see Steve, he goes over to get fucked by Sabretooth first. He's like, oh, my other ex-boyfriend is here. He really is Ramona Flowers. It is absolutely, like, can you imagine like, <laughs> We should really do in the we need just a comic book have an episode where like Logan just hands me a thing. He's like, oh, if we're going to date, here's a card with like my exes on it. And I'm like, what does that mean? And at least in one episode, some ex comes and fights me and Maddie's just like, here we go again. Yeah, you <laughs> would have to suddenly fight Sabretooth and I guess Silver Fox. That's, I think we have to incorporate that. That's actually really funny. Can you imagine me fighting any of those characters with my power set in the Mutant Agents comic book? I honestly can't. I don't know if you could take on Sabretooth. I can't really imagine Snapshot taking him on. I would just be like, I'd be, I'd be sitting there and be like, freeze frame, freeze frame, freeze frame. Katie, help. <laughs> <laughs> like running away and just waiting for somebody else to help you. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, that's the Mutant Ages, the comic book, which are on our reader mail episodes. Yeah. So you should check those out if you skip them because they're actually they're good. pretty they're good. good. Um, I think it's time to plug. Speaking of the Mutant Ages, the comic book plug time, pluggy pluggy is not here. And Logan's getting ready in the bathroom, doing his hair and his claws. So mm-hmm. <laughs> he's not using the bathroom mirror. He's using his <laughs> can claws, you, can but he's you in the bathroom doing it. Being in the mirror. I mean, being in the bathroom. Like in front of the mirror, doing his hair, but he's not using the mirror. He's using his claws. Yeah, that makes no sense. But that's your boyfriend. So first things first, I guess we should say that next week's episode is the Hex Factor, which is, I believe, the Wanda introduction episode. Okay, so we're going to do a Scarlet Witch spotlight on the next episode also. So be prepared for that. I'm excited for it. Agatha Harkness is going to be there. It is time for WandaVision all over again. Hell yeah. It's going to be really fun. Um, So regular plugs, uh, head over to themutantages.com. We mentioned it at the top of the show, but there is a Discord server link over there that is definitely worth joining. So you can talk with other Mutant Ages fans and X-Men fans about what's going down. And you can email us at themutantages at gmail.com or give us a voicemail message at one 508 319-1668. And last but certainly not least, you can send us physical mail at P.O. Box 3344, Natick, Massachusetts, 01760. And we did a physical mail we opening did. episode on our YouTube channel. That's right. Um, you want to talk about our channel, Ryan? Yes, I do. So we will be posting that. Actually, by the time this comes out, it will be already out on YouTube. Mm-hmm. But you can see us unboxing all these lovely things that people sent to us, including 
comic books, a Boom Boom figurine, a really sweet invitation to the X-Men gala. It's really mm-hmm. cool. Somebody, uh, Babo Teet, sent in some tea, which Maddie and Dina are going to partake. Vaunt some tea. Yeah, I ask myself every tea. day, just like Kurt. That's right. You can find all this on YouTube at The Mutant Ages. We have everything there. We have unboxings. We have video games that we're playing through. We do mm-hmm. parody videos sometimes. Sometimes you we match react up to, clips from this show to the yes. animated series. Um, probably worth doing for this episode, by the way, because there's a lot of really silly stuff in here. True. So... We also do reacts to our ultimate movies that we've made so they can see our demon and X-Men parodies, which we often reference on the show. I also True. have a YouTube channel, which is Ryan Pagella, and it's an adventure channel. There's going to be lots of carnivals and theme parks going up on there. I just went to a carnival yesterday. I'm going to a I'm going to Six Flags today. The rides aren't open, but they have this like cool dinosaur animatronic thing happening. So cool. So cool. Yes. Very exciting. Um, you're getting your vac- first vaccine this week, I think, right? Because I just got mine. I'm so yeah, excited. I, for I don't us. know if I I don't know if I'm going to vlog that or if I'm going to do a TikTok story about it, but We'll figure that out. But speaking That's of which... That's all part of the great and significantly safer adventures of Ryan Fagella. It's fun <laughs> to watch them unfold. Yeah, I missed I missed the world, but, you know, what can you do? It's opening back up again. Things are getting it safer. It is, it is. I'm getting on rides, and that's what matters to me is traveling and doing amusement oh, parks. Oh, yeah, and, like, outdoor hangouts, like theme parks, really safe. I mean, I'm outdoors anyway. So, anyway, uh, you can find that on YouTube. And also, speaking of TikTok... We have a TikTok for the Beaten Ages. We have all yes, sorts of social do. media. We have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, Pinterest. Pinterest. Uh, we're also <laughs> on the internet. Maddie, where are you? I am at Mitty Myers on all those social media platforms if you want to follow me. How about you? Uh, I'm at Ryan.Pagella on Instagram. I'm at Ryan Pagella on Twitter. I also have a Twitch channel, which is Ryan Pagella playing Avengers, playing Dead by Daylight. We've had a lot of people from the Beaten Ages Discord hopping in and watching me play these games at this point. But keep on playing Dead by Daylight and all of our fans keep on talking about how Mr. Sinister should be a killer in that game. And that is absolutely true. And we also have other ways you could support us. Maddie, what are those? So we have a Patreon. We mentioned it at the top of the show because we've got that bonus episode about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But we also have a ton of bonus episodes for WandaVision on there. So if you kick us a couple bucks a month, you can get access to those episodes. And there's a bunch of other tiers all the way up the chain where you get different rewards. And our highest tier Patreon supporters get a shout out on the show. That's right. Joining us in the Battle of World War II is Brock, <laughs> Samuel, B, Soren, B, and Zach S. And this isn't really going to be World War II. It's going to be like some weird gay thing between Logan and Sabretooth. I mean, Logan and Steve Rogers and also Sabretooth is there. And there is the trumpet being played on Maddie's guitar. <laughs> That's right, soldiers. Let's go. Ready up. Ryan doesn't know any military slang at all. I'm pretty sure ready up is one of them. I don't know. I don't think I've ever heard anyone say ready up. I mean, I say ready up when we're playing a game online. So Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) anyway, that's not the only way you can support us. We also have a store where you can buy merch of the Mutant Ages logo or Bishop popping out of the bushes and screaming time travel is real. We've got T-shirts, tank tops, bags, mugs, masks, whatever you want. You can buy it. We'll take some pictures of us wearing these things. I'm probably going to be wearing a time travel is real tank top when it gets warm again. If that ever happens in Massachusetts. Yeah. And if you can't afford to uh, buy something in the store or Or support support Patreon, Patreon. all good. There's other ways to support the show. You can share it on your personal social media. Just recommend it to your friends. Word of mouth goes a really long way with stuff like podcasts. And also you can write a review on Apple Podcasts or Facebook or leave a rating for us in those places and just be like, hey, I like this show. They talk about how 
Steve and Logan are dating and I think that's cool. That's and right. that's much appreciated. Um so yeah, please consider doing that for us. That's right. And that's right. That's been an episode. I said that's right like seven times. It's I'm doing the that's Logan. Right. That's right. Yeah, I'm that's having right. a flashback. That's right. It's it's me going, that's right, that's right, that's right. And then it flashes back to be in Pokemon with Meowth going, That's right, that's right, that's right. <laughs> Are you James in this scenario? And no, you're like, but I am hanging out with Team I Rocket. James? <laughs> <laughs> was Great. I James? Well, the answer to that is yes. If you really want to go and find some funny stuff, you can go to Cosplay Cabaret on YouTube and you can see when I hosted a show as James in drag. That's, That's true. Fun. That That's is true. There, that and it's happen. on the internet to find. Anyway, mm-hmm. Team Rocket takes over the masquerade. But first, I'm going to take over Wolverine's butt in the other room so that <laughs> um, needs to happen so we'll see you next time see you next time while ryan does that the mutant agent.